Tour Junkies. What's up, everyone? Thanks for listening to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Sanderson Farms 2019 edition on the PGA Tour. We're going to get right into the action here with the course breakdown, some key stats, strategy, picks, all that good stuff right up front in the beginning with the new show format. We're going to end it with Just the Tip, a new segment for all you uh, beginner DFS or golf betters out there. We're going to have a good time in this. We're going to talk about Pat dying and our backup plan in the event that that happens for the Tour Junkies podcast. It's a good show. Thanks for listening. It is brought to you by our friends at Fantasy National Golf Club. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and get 20% off any membership that you pick weekly, monthly, or the annual membership is where I would go. And uh, that's where we go for all of our golf stats. It's the best, most comprehensive PGA Tour stat engine that there is. If you're playing DFS or betting on golf, You've got to operate with fantasynational.com slash TJ for that 20% off. I promise you will not regret it. We're going to get right to the show, right to the picks. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. How's it going, everybody? David Barnett here, Tour Junkies. I've got Pat Perry with me. It is the Sanderson Farms Championship 2019 years after the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And Pat is wearing an atrocious jersey um, and hat combination. I don't believe we've ever had more clashing colors yeah. on this podcast in my entire life. It, this yeah. is, it's dreadful. It's what, why are you wearing a Darius Geis Redskins jersey and a, a, a Georgia Bulldog red uh, Tour Junkies hat? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's actually a shout-out to a, to a friend of mine. So I told him I was going to do it, and I, I did mm. it. So he knows We're doing shout-outs now? Yes, yeah, a shout-out. Shout but now. here's the thing. So the Geist jersey, I think, you've seen, I think you've sent out some pictures of the Geist jersey, me wearing it at the draft. And uh, it was kind of a running joke with me and my season-long team, which sucks, by the way. Uh-huh. And Darius Geist is now injured again. And so he will be dropped from my team, and so this is my last tribute to my good friend Darius Geis. Uh, so I just said I was, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to wear it on the show tonight. So it's R. probably R. coming Darius. off. It's probably going to come off later. It's a little hot. I got a, I got a backup shirt, so we're good. Okay. All right. All right. The hat. Guys. I don't know. I just the hat was like just. I saw it last minute, and I was like, that looks ugly, too, so I'm going to put that on. And, um, you know, as far as, like, the ugliness between the two colors, so whatever. Terrible. I don't care. I will say, I was I was thinking about, well, what can I wear, right, you know, tonight for, for, you know, this golf tournament that no one cares about? And I figured, you know what? We're in Jackson, Mississippi, Bo. Might as well put my camo TJ hat on, so that's why I got this here camo on for when I get into the woods later, you know. I like it. I We're like here it. in Jackson, Mississippi. Mississippi. You ever, you ever been to Mississippi? Uh, I have. I have, To the casino? Yeah. Is that where you went? No, I went to... Um, actually, no, I've just driven through there. I've driven through there on my way to Memphis. So, yeah, so you, you, don't, you're not, you weren't going there. No, you I wasn't going to there. Mississippi, no. Okay. Um, well, it's a, it's a big week, a huge week, you know, I mean, at the Sanderson Farms... Um, championship. I mean, if you can't get up for this, what can you really get up for, right? You know, am I right? I don't know. It's really watching, tough. Watching Darius guys play for the Redskins, maybe. <clears throat> no. Um, but here's what we're going to do. we got a new show format. We're, we obviously talked about that last week. We're going to get right into the course breakdown right here. Some key stats, strategy, get into the picks, both in uh, DFS and your betting circles. And then we're going to do our victory lap at, uh, after this and talk about hitting – you know, Robbie Shelton at 150 to one is your first round leader last week. You're pretty week. excited about doing that victory. If lap you weren't in on the chalk bomb, woo! Daddy is up some units to start the year, and I am jacked. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we've got another great, you know, fun segment tonight that I'm looking forward to again. Um, we're going to do just the tip one more time, but it's brought to you by myself. I will be delivering my tip tonight to all of you, all of you in your ear holes. It's going to be a good time. Uh, before we do that, I do want to tell everybody about BenHoganGolf.com. We have talked about Ben Hogan Golf for a few months now. Pat and I have the driver and putter in the bag. We're waiting on the wedges. And let me just tell you, as someone who's bought a lot of golf equipment, um, <clears throat> it's the same technology that you're getting at Dick's paying $500 for a driver um, or you're paying way too much money for a Scotty Cameron putter. You can find it in the Ben Hogan product, and they have 
you know, Ben Hogan golf was a thing years ago. They kind of, you know, went went dormant for a little bit, and then they just woke up. They just they just woke up just a little bit ago, and and they started making golf clubs again, and they make them right here in America. America, they make Texas them. in Texas. Texas. Don't get no more America than that. Um, they make them right there. When you order them, they are custom made for you, and they don't do fat. They don't do retail. There's no retail, so there's no markup. So you get them at a discount, right? So you can get a, a brand spanking new custom fit for you, sweet shaft, sweet grip, great looking driver for the Ben Hogan Golf at $300 right there on the website. But if you're like, eh, $300 is still a little much, if you use promo code Tour Junkies, you make us look good, you get a new driver, and you save an additional $30. So now you're getting a brand new driver for $270. That's pretty ridiculous. You can get the putter at 10% off as well, the already marked down prices uh if you've watched our social media our instagram we've been playing with the ben hogan driver um putting with it so you know you putting with the driver why are you doing that occasionally occasionally maybe i will maybe i will um but i i'm i like ben hogan they look great they feel great they perform well and if you're a hack or you know you're like a uh a 10 handicap you know in there you can you can find clubs that fit you no matter what irons wedges putters hybrids drivers fairway woods all that stuff. Pat, are you enjoying your your driver? You haven't got to play it very much, but when you have played, no, I like it. It's a fantastic it. driver. I you know one of the things too. You know how I am. Obviously, I got some OCD tendencies and things like that. I like the look. So sometimes it's just like That's if true. something looks good and you're holding it, and That's it's true. like it does look good. It looks great. So I like that as well. So I mean, literally. It has I, a, it has a Titleist vibe to it. They it probably don't does. want me to compare it to something, but it yeah, looks. Not, like, yeah. It has a Titleist vibe, but you're not paying six hundred dollars for it. So it's a sweet looking driver, and the putter's <clears> good too. Great, great. So yeah, BenHoganGolf.com promo code Tour Junkies. Pat, hit us with the course breakdown. Yes, Sanderson Farms, Jackson, Mississippi this week. The Country Club of Jackson. Looking forward to this tournament. Uh, if that doesn't sound like a good old boy country club, I don't know. I don't know if there's one in the country that does. I, I mean, can you really, imagine? Yeah, Ugh. I want to be. I want to be in the the. They probably have a men's grill or something, you know. Like, oh yeah. Just like just a men's grill. No ladies allowed. Yeah, and they're coming out, you know, after their game, you know, and they're just just the yeah. stories coming out of there are probably good. Anyway, yeah. par seventy two. Just over 7,400 yards. We got a full field, 156 players this week. It is Bermuda grass, T2 green. They don't typically run too too quickly on the, on these greens, but they are Bermuda greens. Uh, it's it's you know the fairways are pretty wide. If you kind of run through hole by hole, there really isn't just a whole lot to this course. It is all there, just straight out in front of you. Now we have seen some accurate folks like Ryan Armour in 2017 won here. But then Cam Champ last year just bomb and gouged this thing. Um, I think the key is just being in the right spots off, you know, in the fairway because these greens are tough. You got it, you know, they're not, you know, they're they're sort of raised, sort of Donald Ross style design greens with bunkering around them and runoffs and things like that. So you do want to be in the right spot off the tee so that you can hit these greens, take advantage. Um, but there's not a whole lot of trouble on this course. I mean, there's there's water on a few holes, but it really doesn't come into play. I can think of one, actually, the par five. Uh, I think it's the 11th. It plays at 554 yards. There is water down the right side on that approach. But you got to take advantage of these four par fives out here. They're, again, they're all pretty straightforward. Um, it's just it's not a difficult course. Um, but you got to be playing well to win this week. And I think you know I'm going to definitely look at recent form. I, I'm going to look at course history. Looking at proximity, I think you got to hit these greens in the right spot, you know, which also tells me greens and regulation, and then par five scoring. Past champs, you had Cameron Champ in 2018, Ryan Armour in 2017, Cody Gribble, 2016, Peter Malnati in 2015, <clears throat> and Nick Taylor in 2014. A lot of young guys that coming off the web.com at the time getting a, getting a victory there. Um, so I, I think that's interesting to note. We saw the web guy or the corn fairy guys do pretty well last week. Um, so I think you'll see that theme continue again this week in such a weak field event. So, um. you ever like? I just had like this pain in the side of my head. You ever feel like we're getting cancer from Bluetooth things? 
like all of a sudden know. I just had this like maybe it was your voice but I just had like this this freaking sharp pain just shooting the side of my head and now it's gone it's probably my voice by the way speaking of passive voice uh, we have heard everyone piss and moan about the audio quality that we've had lately and a lot of it is we just don't have a clue and then some of it is when Pat gets all fired up and a little bit buzzed his the frequency of his voice jumps up like 511 octaves they, and they haven't developed anything. it's like the worst it's literally the worst they haven't developed anything yet to have sort of like a pat filter so it just Ugh. hasn't you know we don't have that yet hey but once we once we can get there we might have a pat filter. here's here's our problems it's like we we record in different locations and and so it's tough but if we have any like really smart sound people out there that want to hit us up email us info at tourjunkies.com we'll we'll like pay you in tour junkie swag or something to help us figure this out because we want to make it enjoyable for you uh, back to the sanderson though pat i um yeah i agree with most of what you said there i think that well you, you hit on the first time winners there this the event's been played here six times at this course every time it's been a first time winner um so another little i'm licking my chops at some long shots here and and first time winners you do not have to be afraid at all um that's, that tends to be what we get. You got a lot of a lot of guys like that just playing in the field in general. Um, I, I like you. Like I mean, I think you can be a short hitter. You can be a bomber. I don't really think it matters as long as your iron play is on point. If you're shorter, you're gonna have obviously a lot longer irons into these greens. But you can be a bomber all day long and have wedge, you know, wedge through eight iron, and you can't, you know, you can't hit a wedge so to save your life, yeah. and you're still you're still struggling. So I didn't really factor in a whole lot of, of length here or distance off the tee, or even necessarily accuracy off the tee. The rough's not very bad here. At least it hasn't been in years past. Um, so I'm not really sweating that. I do like the distance angle because of the par fives that you mentioned, so I may lean a little bit more towards those guys. But to me, the biggest thing, you got to score here. I mean, your winning scores here are going to creep into the 20s. Uh, you you got to have guys that are going to go low. you got to have guys that are going to score, um, get hot, um, hit, hit these greens, like you said, with, with some tight approach shots and be able to putt these Bermuda greens and navigate these Bermuda greens that we have here. So, um, But, you know, I, of late, I've definitely leaned less on stats. Um, but I am looking at – I looked at a couple things. I looked at ball striking at this event um, over the last few years, just guys who tee to green, found, you know, hit those greens in regulation. Um, and I looked at strokes game putting on Bermuda over the last 100 rounds, just a big sample size, who likes Bermuda, who doesn't. Um, other than that, like I'm just gonna, I've got the guys in my head who I think are scorers, who um, are in good form, who finished the Corn Ferry season, you know, pretty hot, or maybe this is their first event of the new season on the PGA Tour, but played well into the finals uh, or the Tour Championship last season. Uh, just guys who can score. Uh, obviously, ownership, big deal if you're playing DFS. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm not, I'm not gonna get too, too super cute there on the stats. So when you say like, so you mentioned you got it in your head, uh, the scores. So I'm I'm coming at this from a, a listener angle. Like, what do you what do you mean when you say you got it in your head that you're like like Are you looking at like fantasy national opportunities game stats, like the guys that are giving themselves no. a shot, or are you looking at par five <clears throat> scoring? Are you just know? Are you looking at DraftKings points? Like, if I'm, I just like. Like what is what does that mean? You got it in your head that, that these fantastic are question. Uh, the same head that just got the cancer wave sent from my Bluetooth <laughs> AirPod to my brain is the head that I'm talking about. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I love those stats, opportunities gained, um, which is a, a fantasy national proprietary stat. Um, I love uh, par five scoring. I, I don't hate those things. I guess I just at this point of the season. Um, you don't have a lot of data on the on the Corn Ferry guys. You know your data from the PJ Tour guys may be weeks old. Um, I just think in your head you know if you've done this long enough, like we have, you, you kind of know the guys who are known for scoring, who can get hot, who take advantage of the par fives, and those that don't just kind of Bill Haas their way through the golf course. Like yeah, Bill Haas. I think Bill Haas is a perfect example. By the way, I mean he's a guy that yeah he's steady Eddie at times. He's not. But there, there are other guys like I mean, like you know, our winner last week, Neiman, who just can go low. He has more rounds. I think I saw today, yeah. this year, yeah. under 66 um, over any player. Brian Harmon's another one. So those are guys, and that's I think that's important though when you're when you're playing this. If it's your first your first time, 
and you're kind of getting into this in the fall here, which you're probably not because NFL is going on and stuff like that. But either way, pay attention to these these first round, second round scores and things like that. The guys that can go low, you know, it's it's obviously a four round event, um, but it's something to you know to to be looking at and you know keep it in the the old bank, the old head bank there, and uh, you know just remember yep. that kind of stuff because you'll. You'll start to learn who these guys are that can, that can go low, especially on these easy courses in, in, in a weak field event. 100%. 100%. Pat, let's get into the picks. I'm going to let you start tonight. Uh, we're in the we're in the, the, the 9K and above range on DraftKings. We're going to give you three tournament or GPP plays that we like. We're going to give you a cash lock. By the way, my cash picks last week. Nails. And we're going to give you a fade. So, Pat, deliver your picks, sir. All right. Also, so, podcast juice tonight. I have the usual. You? I have a little uh, Tito's um, with a splash of, uh, like, lemon juice in there. Oh, just straight up Tito's tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, there's club. Sorry, club, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's integral part of the drink. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, not, not just straight up Tito's, but, yeah. Um... Where were we? Okay, we're talking about nine can above guys. Um, so I'm gonna start. I, I don't know. I think you could actually do like last week, and you could fade some of these over 10k guys. I don't want to play <coughs> Neiman. I know he's just been on fire, but I typically don't like to play a guy coming off a win. I just don't, especially your first win and you're celebrating and whatever else. I don't know. He might go out there and do well, but I, you know he's he's obviously the highest priced guy this week. So I'm not playing Neiman. Of this group, though, I like Lucas Glover at 10-2. I think I'm going to go – I will put him in some lineups. You look at his stats, you know, he checks a box in ball striking, t- checks a box in proximity. You know, he's been – had a great year in 2000. And we're on a new season now, but whatever. He's still had a – he's had a really good year. Um, you know, so I think Lucas Glover is a, is a good play this week. You look at – I mean – He's played here the last four years, which is he's the only guy over 10K that has actually played here a decent amount of times, okay? Yeah, you know so, why? Because because Lucas Glover's wife may be crazy, but she ain't stupid. So she's at home <laughs> every fall, and she's going, hey, Lucas, yeah. guess, who, guess who's not in the field at this Dern Sanderson farm thing in Mississippi? Well, I don't want to go to Mississippi. I want to rep. No, guess who's not in the field? Like John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Speed, Justin Thomas, Francesca Molinari, Tommy Fleetwood. And she just starts naming all the top 50 on the planet. And she's like, they're not there. So go get a paycheck. He's like, okay. That's why well, he's Well, he gets a paycheck, though. He had top 15 last year. He was T5 back in yeah. 2017. So I, th- I think Lucas Glover, of all these guys, he's, he's really my favorite in, the, in this group over 10K. So I will play him. Down below, I mentioned him earlier. I love some Brian Harmon at 9,700. He is another guy that's just been in great form coming off a of T3 last week. He was 52nd in the Northern Trust, but he was T6 at the Wyndham. Uh, also checking all the boxes when it comes to the stat categories. You look at strokes gained around the green. you got to scramble good on these, 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 these greens with the runoffs and things like that. Great ball striker. He is... Um, where is he? Crap. 11th in opportunities gained, top 20 in greens and regulations, top 10 in strokes, uh, par 5 scoring, and 5th in proximity. So I like some Brian Harmon this week. And then I'm going to drop down to, by the way, cash play will be Brian Harmon for me. But I like Vaughn Taylor at 9,300 also as a GPP play. And here's why. Look, people are going to look at that price and, and not want to play Vaughn. But when it comes down to it, I mean, the guy has been in great form. You, know, you look at his last three events, T16 at the BMW, top 30 at Northern Trust, and T39 at the Wyndham. But he's had a very solid year. Checks a box when it comes to, you know, looking at uh, ball striking, second in opportunities gained in the field. He's third in proximity. He's top 20 in par 5 scoring. So I like some Von Taylor. You look at this, the, the, the history here. He's made four straight cuts. Top 26 last year, T10 in 2018. He hasn't finished worse than 26, which was last year. Two straight top 20 finishes in 2015 and 2016. So I like Von Taylor as well at 9,300. The fade for me is going to be Snets. I think there's just name <coughs> recognition with him being up there at 10-7. I mean, I really don't, you know, 
I don't know if he's ever, he's, he's never played this course, for one. He's not checking any boxes for me, really, other than outside of maybe scrambling. But, but that's, that's pretty much about it. Now, he is a pretty good putter, I think, on Bermuda. But, and he's been in pretty good form. The form's not bad. But I just don't want to play 10, pay 10-7 for Brant Snedeker. Just can't do it. So he's going to be my fave this week. Well, interesting. Uh, there's definitely some disagreement to start off tonight. Quite a lot of disagreement here, Pat. Um, first of all, my first play is going to be Brant Snedeker in tournaments. I don't think folks are going to pay for Brant Snedeker at 10-7, like you just said. I think Sung J.M. is going to be a popular play, and I don't mind Sung J.M. at all. I'm not saying I don't think he'll do well. I just think in tournaments, I like the Snedeker upside and possible low ownership there. He is ninth in this field in strokes game putting on Bermuda over the last 100 rounds. His form is sensational as he's gained about 17 strokes in his last five events, dating back to the WGC St. Jude with a couple top sixes, top fives, top sixes. Um, hasn't played here before. I don't think that matters. We just talked about how many first-time winners you have here. I don't think the course is right in front of you. There's nothing complicated. You just go out and do he's it. And I think Snedeker can do winner. that. He's won a few times on tour. I know, but I, I'm saying if, if all these first-time winners come out here and win, then that proves that history doesn't really matter that much here. I'm just saying that he's not a first-time winner. So. Well, thanks. I think I knew that Brant Snedeker won a golf tournament before. <laughs> thanks for clearing that up, Darius. Thanks for clearing that up, buddy. Um, yeah, so I like Snedeker at 10-7. I'm going to roll with him. I He's not officially my fade, but I don't like your Lucas Glover play. Um, but he's not officially my fade. I just want to comment on that. Uh, I'm going back to the well with Scotty Scheffler. Love Scotty Scheffler here at 9,900. I mean, he's he's got very similar odds to win um, as anybody up top above him, priced above him, finished seventh at the Greenbrier. Um, incredible ball striker. Love the upside there. He's actually played here before. He played last year at a sponsor's exemption, made the cut, finished 45th. Um, but I, I love what Scotty's doing right now. Um, he just looks tremendous. So I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. And I, I'm going to – I'm going to go with, with Corey Connors. I'm going to go to the guy who finished runner-up here last year, I believe. Uh, I think he was runner-up here. Yeah, runner-up here last year. Um, finished the season pretty hot as well. Gained about 15 strokes in his last five events. Um, and, you know, we know Corey Connors is a ball striker, one of the best iron players, one of the best long iron players on the PGA Tour. Um, and if you were if you were looking at stats last, last year, you, his name popped up a lot in that category. So, uh, you know, I think Scheffler and Connors could be a little chalky in this range, but I think I'm going to make up for it with that Sneds call. And there's definitely yeah, some guys in this. I think you're right. I think Connors is going to be probably yeah. the most chalky guy in this no. in this range. False. Um, but who do you think is going to be the most chalky guy in the nine k and above? Yeah. Um, I think Harmon could give him a run for his money, or Scheffler. Honestly, I think Harmon or Scheffler. Yeah, I think Connors is going to be up there. I mean, you can hey, pay $300 more and get Shep, you know, or $100 more and get Harmon, who played great last week. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Either way. I don't mind the Connors play. I just think he's going to be talked up a ton this week, which is which is fine. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you if you like him, play him. Whatever. There's, there's so much, like, the 7 and 6K range on DraftKings, there's so much, like, there's so many guys who I feel like are <clears throat> are the same. <clears throat> excuse me. That like I think it'll be pretty easy to differentiate differentiate yourself down there. I mean, last week ownership was pretty concentrated on a handful of guys. I don't feel like yeah. it was super spread out. So you could have the chalk guys and you're still okay in terms yeah. of DFS. Um, I, I will say, you know how much I love to bet the long shots. I, I guess I'm just buying into the Scheffler hype train right now. But I wrote him down as as a potential look in. On my bookie, uh, for at twenty-five to one, betting betting the sh the short odds Scheffler. That's that's like nauseatingly short odds for me to bet on on golf. But I, it's it's tempting with Scheffler. I feel that good about him. He is also my cash play, and I'm gonna take the cop out fade here and go Neiman. Um, I agree with you. I don't I don't play him coming right off the win. I don't play him as the highest price guy. I'm just not gonna do that with what he's with what he's got to do to return value, but. But damn, if that if that ball flight he had on Sunday just wasn't sexy to watch. So those low, those low iron shots he was hitting on Sunday, I watched it all day. Those are just sexual. Um, he is, he's he's damn good to good, watch. That is for sure. And it's nice to see him coming around because you know, I think we had our kind of our first show, our preview show last year, and and I said that 
um, or well, this year, and we, we were kind of talking about our, our guys to watch that were relative rookies. I know you were huge on Cam Champ, but Neiman was really my guy uh, as being the, the guy that was going to make a splash, and he finally has come through. So, it, you know, he's fun to watch. Can we get a Pat Perry tooting his own horn sound effect out there, anybody? Well, if we you had, had to, that you sound had to, if we had that sound effect, you would we, you'd be hitting that that button on your your you would not you wouldn't even have the button on your keyboard to, because to, it'd be to broken. today, Junior. Yeah, it, it it would be broken on your keyboard because you, you had to work it in there that I said Cam Champ. You had to work that in there. Okay, I hear you. Um, yeah, I don't know, Neiman. The other thing too is like at the Greenbrier, th- those greens were so freaking pure. I mean, they looked amazing and they were rolling really good and they're bent grass neiman just like you just get it on your line on that on those kind of on those kind of surfaces you get it started on your line and you're good neiman is 94th in this field in strokes game putting on bermuda so he's obviously going now to a surface that he hasn't historically done as well on you know maybe that maybe that changes some things for him this week we'll see um i hear you all right 8K range. I'm not really a fan of this range. Uh, in fact, I almost, I almost full on just cheated and said I'm not doing it. Like I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna protest the 8K range. I almost did that, but I'm not. Um, I am gonna go with Aaron Wise and my boy Wyndham Clark. I'm gonna keep pounding the Wyndham Clark drum until it hits. The kid is so. If I if I gotta pick one in this range, Wyndham Clark is probably my favorite. Um, he's 17th in strokes gained putting on Bermuda surfaces. Had a really solid end of the year last year. Um, you know, played played really well. Kind of came around there. Played played this event twice. 17th place finish in 2018. 54th last year. When I talk about like the guy in my head that I know can go low, can get hot, can score on par fives. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Wyndham Clark and Aaron Wise is kind of the same same guy. Um, you know, neither one of them. You know, we we've seen in a few weeks, but uh, you did have Aaron Wise get a top twenty five here in two thousand eighteen. His end of the season last year to me wasn't as good as as Wyndham Clark's, but um, again, not a bad putter on on Bermuda surfaces. I just, for the upside in this range at that price tag, like if I look at Nick Taylor, which I know we're probably going to talk about Nick Taylor because you love course history, and so you're going to jack Nick Taylor off right now because his course history is amazing and he played well last week. But if I'm looking at tournaments and I'm looking at upside, I see Wyndham Clark and Aaron Wise having way more upside than a Nick Taylor at this event just because the, the ability to, to go stupid low and finish at 20 to 22 under and win this golf tournament you know, I think those guys have the ability to do. I know Nick Taylor's won this event before, but I just I, I don't know that we see it now um, with the competition he's facing. I, I don't know that we get that. So I just like the upside from those two guys. And if I've if I've got to pick another one for cash, I guess I'll go Wyndham Clark. Honestly, in cash, I would probably just go with two guys in the 9K and then drop down to my guy at the seven that I'll talk about in a minute. And then I'm going to go another easy fade. I'm going to Cam Champ. Just what have we seen? Now he's a returning champion, which has some extra duties and responsibilities. You know, I I don't know. I, obviously, he he fizzled out pretty uh, pretty poorly. So that's the AK range for me. Not a fan. Not a fan. Well, there's ten guys in this range, and I agree with you. Actually, I think you could just throw them out. You don't have to play any guy. Like why why do you have to play somebody in this range? Like we we do not. segment it out to yeah. these, you know, 9k, 8k, 7k, well, that's 6k. to help the people. Yeah, no, I know, I agree. I I'm not I'm not hating how we do it, but there's no reason you couldn't fake and I to be honest, I don't really like a whole lot of guys. I don't even really I'm not even a huge fan of Nick Taylor. I mean, I know he's got course history or whatever, but I mean, outside of that I don't know. I mean, he's been okay in his as far as his form's concerned, but I, I'm not, you know, and I know he's won here before, but I, I, I'm not necessarily that excited about him. I am excited about Aaron Wise. I, I think that's a, the, a great play at 8,500. I'm totally with you there. So I, I, he, he was one of my GPP plays as well. Uh, so I do like him. You know, I think Cam Champ is actually interesting. Now, he was not one of my tournament plays, but I think he's going to be super low owned. Everybody's just jumping off the Cam Champ bus. 
But I don't know. We saw a little bit. You know, he played a little bit better the the last few weeks of of the season. So I mean, not great. But I don't I don't know if I would just completely fade him. Um, I do think you fade. You know, Martin Laird. He's up there. I, I don't know. Whatever. Martin Laird kind of sucks to me. I don't know why you pay eighty eight hundred dollars for him. Uh, my other play, by the way, was no. Sorry, I did like Wyndham Clark, but I think Kyle Stanley's a good play. Look at his stats as far as across the board. He really checks the box. He's top 10 in ball striking, 5th in greens and regulation, 8th in par 5 scoring, and 11th in proximity. He's played good all year. He's made 7 straight cuts with 3 top 25 finishes. He was 13th at the Wyndham. So I think that Kyle Stanley at 8,100 is certainly uh, worth a look in your tournament lineups. But overall, I really hate this range. I didn't even really want to talk about anybody, but I, I just did. I, I also like uh, Wyndham Clark at 50 to one. I forgot to mention he's 50 to one on uh, on my bookie, which I'll, I, that that may end up making it. Aaron Wise, if you're interested in him, 40 to one. I probably would would uh, would save my unit for Wyndham. Um, if I were going to go in that range, but let's say you like Aaron Wise a little more, he's at forty to one. So I'll say this too. I mean, I, I think you kind of bump up Wyndham Clark. He he runs a fantastic Instagram page. It's oh, a very good. It's my. a very good. It's a very good Instagram page. That's all. Wyndham I'm is say. doing. Wyndham is doing very well for himself. He's in enjoying the, life. Yeah, he's at. Let's see. Let me let me think about this. I'm a twenty. What is he like? Twenty four. I'm a yeah. 24-year-old stud uh, guy with, you know, above-average looks, and I make bank on the PGA Tour. Um, yeah, he's just doing really well. If you're not following Wyndham Clark on Instagram, you should. In fact, follow him before you even follow us. I would just, you, just do that. You'll be rewarded, that is for sure. <laughs> All right, 7K and 6K. Man, there's a lot of guys in here. There's a lot of guys in here to talk about, a lot of guys I'm interested in. It's really tough for me to narrow this down to we're going to give you three tournament plays, a cash play, and two fades in the 7K. It's very tough for me to narrow this down in the in the 7K. I don't know what I'm going to do, Pat. Um, I don't know. Like, are you confident with your plays? Maybe maybe if you name them, <clears throat> if you name them first, I will echo that and then name different guys. Why don't we do that? All right, so I have. I'm a, very indecisive in this range. I'm indecisive as well, but I'm also just taking some risk. I think this is a this is a range. There's obviously a ton of players in here. Um, if you only got 10, 10 guys in the eight K range, that means you're going to have a lot in the seven K range to look at and the six K. So this is, but I, I think you can certainly take some risk, but a little bit of calculated risk here. Um, and I want to start calculated. You calculated. It's a calculated risk. Um, I'm going to start with Sebastian Munoz at 7,900. I, I think he's a sneaky good play here. You look at the stats. He's top 25 in the field in scrambling. He is fifth in the field in par 5 scoring. We've seen winners over here, by the way, in this tournament the last five years. Par 5 scoring has just been key. So I think that's something you want to look at. <clears throat> he's, a, he's a good ball striker. He checks the box in greens and regulation. So I think I think he is a sneaky play, and he's coming off a top ten. He was T seven last week at the uh, at the Greenbrier. Um, made his last two cuts before that at the Northern Trust and at the Wyndham. So I think that um, I think he's a good kind of sneaky play. I, I, I like him at seventy nine hundred. Um, also, I am going to go with all right. So here's the thing here. I, I got to talk about this range. There are three guys here at 7,500 that are all – Bill Haas, Charlie Hoffman, and Jason Duffner. All, like, kind of good old classic names on tour. Well, I'm fading two of them. I, as a matter of fact, my fade in this range is the double H, Bill Haas and Charlie Hoffman. Fade them. I know everybody wants to look at Charlie Hoffman. Everybody loves Charlie Hoffman. I love them too. But I'm not, I'm not playing them this week, and I'm not playing Bill Haas because he can't score, and I just can't I, – I just – I, I don't like it. But I do like the other guy in this range, and that is Mr. Jason Duffner at 7,500. These are his people, David. He's in Jackson, Mississippi. People love some Jason Duffner. 
The guy, he checks, he's 13th in the field in opportunities game. By the way, this is when my octaves are going up. You, yeah, hear, those, you hear those octaves going up? <clears throat> Sixth in ball striking. We know he's a great ball striker. Third in greens and regulation. Checks the box in par five scoring and proximity. So I like Jason Duffner at 7,500. You know, he's always hit or miss. You just never know what you're going to get from old Duff. Um, but I'm okay with that. He'll certainly have low ownership. Um, you know, so I, I think he's, uh, he's a good tournament play, so I like that. And then at 7,300, I like some Adam Schink as well. Top 20 in the field in putting on Bermuda. Checks a box in the opportunities gained, greens and regulation. He was top 10 here last year, so I think Adam Schink is another. And he was like a cut-making just machine last year as well. So I like Adam Schink at 7,300. Cash, I'll probably go Schink. I guess that's where I'll go. At seventy three hundred, um, but this is a, this is a hard range to hit. Uh, I hate being the first one to talk about it, but there there are a lot of guys actually that I think you can take flyers on. Uh, Bryce Garnett is another one at seventy two hundred. I think is a, kind of a bonus play there. But um, you got your boy Robbie Shelton in here. So you literally mentioned uh, one person that I had written down, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, and I have. I have eleven names written down, and you mentioned one of them. <laughs> well, I mean, so what are you going to say? We I mean, are there's definitely like 40, there's there, how many guys are in this range? Like thirty. I know it's just 40? we are definitely not on the same page tonight, which is interesting. Um, I did have Shank as one of my names bouncing off a of miscut last week, um, but I think all right. So let me see here. If I oh, this is so hard. All right, if I've got to nail down three tournament plays, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with Harris English. Who played really well last week? Uh, he's fifteenth in this in this uh, field in strokes game putting on Bermuda surfaces. He's played here a couple times. T T thirty nine last year at this event, no big deal, not great. But third place finish at the Greenbrier doesn't have full status on the PGA Tour. Uh, he needs his he needs to keep playing well. Um, he really does, and uh, I like the form and I like the putting upside for uh, Harris English. Um, Sam Burns. I, I can't, oh, it's so hard for me to quit Sam Burns. I wanted him last week, and he missed the cut. He finished third here last year, 43rd the year before that. He is fourth in this field in strokes gained putting on Bermuda and eighth in strokes gained uh, tee to green at this event in the two in the, the two times he's played it. Um, he's 60 to one at Ve- in, in on my bookie. Uh, by the way, Harris English is another one I'm looking at at 80 to one. I could see my my entire betting card being made up of guys that are equivalent 7K guys. I, I just I love this range. I think our winner is going to come from this range. So I, I think I'm going. You could be right. And by the way, Sam Burns was was you know I had names written down too, um, and obviously, and he's just he scares the hell out of me. <laughs> I I don't know. I can't quit him. Why can't I quit him? I don't know why. I just can't. Um, all right, and then oh, this is so tough. If I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go with another tournament play, I'm gonna go with a, one that I know is gonna be pretty low owned, and that should be at seventy six hundred dollars. Mr. Matt Jones, the Aussie, uh, has, I had it, has see, missed. Now, there was there there was actually agreement, even though you didn't you didn't. Okay. I mean, I had him written down too, so I'll, I'll, I'm he's, okay with either. He's played here three times and missed the cut every single time, which is not a thing in his favor, um, but. 10th place at the Greenbrier last week, 30th at the Northern Trust in a limited field, but 30th. Um, here's what Matt Jones does well. Matt Jones scores well, and he plays par fives well. Um, I just think he's an interesting tournament flyer. Um, so if I'm going to go GPP plays, I'm going to go there. My cash plays, the same cash play I had in this in this range, I believe, last week that paid off. Uh, he finished 36th, and that is Mr. Cameron Tringali. Uh, he's just he's playing well right now. He's just solid. He's a cut maker right now. Seventy three hundred dollars is a is a good price for that. Um, he's played here twice, made the cut both times. Nothing to write home about, but he's made the cut both times. He's seventy five to one on my bookie. <clears throat> but let me give you a couple other names just to throw out there. I, I have to I have to be thinking about Patrick Rogers. Actually intrigues me a little bit. Um, he's one hundred and twenty five to one on my bookie. Played well at the Greenbrier. Sam Ryder also played well at the Greenbrier. He's one hundred and forty to one. You mentioned Robbie Shelton. Um, he's 125 to one. I don't know that I'll I'll be back on the Robbie Shelton train for betting. Seeing you know I had that 
I had his number at 300 to 1 last week. It's really tough for me to pay 125 to 1 that, now. But that, there's that button. That button is destroyed. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so, but but DFS maybe I, I don't know maybe not. He got it. He got a he got a little bump. Um, but those are just some names I'm 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 looking at. I could see, I could see DB's big balls betting card on the weekly email being filled with a lot of these guys. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I'm fading two guys who played well uh, at the Greenbrier, but who got some who got some screen time as well. And uh, the first one is Richie Wierenski, the, the, the guy in the final group last week. I mean, <clears throat> I like Richie. I think he's a good player. Um, he is one of these that, I don't know, like I guess when he uh, – he, he kind of seems like a little bit of a head case to me. Um, he doesn't putt well on Bermuda. Um, doesn't have a great history here to write home about being in the last group on Sunday. Uh, maybe he gets a little bump. I'm not interested. And then a guy that I do like, but I'm just not going to play because, again – I think he's going to get a bump. Tom Hoagie. I love some Hoagie. He's he's made only two cuts here out of the last five years. Best place, best finish was a 35th. Um, finished runner-up yes, uh, last week at the Greenbrier, which is great. I wish he would have won, but he didn't. I'm not going to jump on the Hoagie train right now. Horrible putter on Bermuda, like absolutely horrible. Um, and really very bad uh, tee to green historically in the last five years at the Greenbrier. So I don't think I'll be playing any, any Hoagie. That is the 7K range, ladies and gents. Anything else to comment there on the 7K range, Pat? No, that's, that is all I got. All right, 6K range, also full of uh, some good ones here. I like a lot of the guys here. Uh, we're just going to give you any tournament plays that we may have, any bets we may have, no cash plays or anything down here. Pat, uh, who's, uh, who's catching your eye in the 6K range? Well, um, I am going to start with our fellow Aiken boy, Scott Brown, at 6,800. I like him. You know, he's, he's 150 to 1 on my bookie. So I got a little story for you. So mm. as you know, story time. obviously the listeners don't. I actually got to hang out with our, our boy John Tillery this past weekend uh, at the Georgia game and, uh, and at where he, he teaches out of it, Lake Oconee, Cuscawilla. And, um, Must be nice. So we got to talking. We talked about Scott Brown. He said, you know, here's the thing about Scott. For one, he's playing really well right now. He, he liked how he's playing. But he's like, this guy can never have a complete round. Like, he's just like, he'll be like five or six under through like 15 or 16 holes and then somehow screw up around. Yeah. But he said that, you know, he really likes how Scott's playing right now. He, just, he, he was just with him at the Greenbrier last week. Um, so I, I think that that's, that's some good, good intel on, on Scott. And if he, he's another guy that if he's hot, he can score, uh, he can make birdies. So I think Scott Brown is, is you know, and he's, in, he's been in really good form. I mean, you look at, um, let's see, his last three, four events. I mean, not great, but 31st last week. Yeah, 31st last week. So yeah. I, I don't know. And he checks the box in par five scoring and ball striking as well. So I like some Scott Brown at 6,800. And when his coach is telling me he's hitting the ball well, yeah, I'll play him. Okay. So I like him. Down a little bit cheaper, some Seamus Power at 6,600. I think he's a good kind of flyer play. He's got uh, he's got pretty good, pretty decent course history here. You look at um, he was top 20. By the way, he hadn't finished worse than three. He's played here three straight years, T29 and 17, T18 and 18, 19th last year. Been in pretty good form, so I like some Seamus Power at 6,600. I'll give you a bonus play. And this is I, a, will, I, will, I will add to that Seamus Power take. He was one I had written down. In his history here at the Greenbrier, he's 13th in the field, T to green uh, at the Greenbrier. So th the course suits his eye. He knows how to play it. He loves it. He's 17th in this field in the strokes game putting on Bermuda, and he is 250 to one on my bookie to win. Correct. Uh, I, I like the Seamus Power play. You, I had him uh, written down as well. Yeah, 250 to one. I was about to say 250 to one. I was about to talk about Bermuda Green. Anyway, um, so you said a bonus play. You said I have a bonus play. That I have a bonus play. Yeah, well, I mean, you, I was just saying you cut me off, and I had all those things. That you I didn't cut you off. You said I have a bonus play, and then I said okay. Okay, anyway, Check bonus play, Tyler McCumber at 6,400. Mm. We talk about guys that can go low. 
if you watched him and you and I interviewed him at the SavannahWeb.com event because it was the Web.com then, and yeah, you know, I just always sort of took a liking to him. He's just a cool guy, he um, was cool. and the guy can score. Strutstein being a cool guy. Yeah, and he is a scorer. So I, I think that McCumber at sixty four hundred now he did miss a cut last week. I think did he miss a cut? No, he made a cut. He played well. Uh, so he did play well. Sorry, I was thinking of somebody else. Anyway, I think and he's three hundred to one on my bookie. I mean, worth a shot. I I just think that uh, I like him. T forty seven by the way at the uh, at the green bar. So that's my bonus yep. play for you. Not bad. First of all, a lot of guys in here that you can. You can take flyers on, I think. So yeah, who you got? Um, I like our boy Scott Stallings, who you were on last week. He missed the cut on the number at the Greenbrier, um, but he's played here. This will be his fifth year in a row playing this event. He's made the cut every year except for one. Best finish at T twenty eight. Um, he's eleventh. So in those four years, he's eleventh T to green at the Greenbrier. Again, suits his eye, plays it well. I think he's interesting at sixty nine hundred coming off the missed cut. You just got to have Scott make some putts, man. That's all he needs to do. Um, the guy who is number one in sh- uh, strokes gained, tee to green, at the Greenbrier over the last few years um, with a minimum of 10 rounds played is at 200 to 1, and he's $6,800 on DraftKings. <coughs> His name is Mr. DJ Trahan. I don't know. It's just an interesting name for me. Um, green, this golf course obviously suits him, so I like him. Uh, I'm going to go a guy who I, I usually play a lot of, but I didn't mention his name last week, and that is Mr. Hank Leviota, your doppelganger. Um, I you know finished 36 at the Greenbrier. He seems to me he's a little he's a little Cam Champ esque. You know, like he doesn't hit it quite as far as Cam Champ, but he hits it a long way. He's quite streaky. He can't put four together. If you just if he could just warm up with the putter a little bit, he he could he could actually win one. Uh, kept his tour card last year through the Corn Ferry Finals, um, so he's been playing well. He's motivated. He's 160 to one on my bookie, so I like I like Hank Leviota. I'm on your Seamus Power play as well. So those are my guys. There's a few other names down here I'm looking at. You know, we, we the uh, the number like the number one ranked amateur in the world, uh, Ashte Bak- Baktai or whatever his name is, Batia. You know who I'm Batia. talking about? <laughs> Batia, yeah. Batia. Yeah, uh, George Gankus's guy, Akshay Batia. Yeah, George Gankus's guy, number one ranked amateur. This is uh, his first event as coming out as a professional, skipping college. He's going the LeBron route, skipping college, playing this event at sixty one hundred. Are you gonna? Would you have any shares of Akshay? He's a stud. He hits in a mile, I think. Didn't he play in a um, a tour event? What's, he played in one tour event he... before. And he missed a cut, right? But it was like right on the number or something. Or did he make? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for the picks, man. We're all good there. Good stuff. Sanderson Farms. (laughs) Oh God. Um. The perfect lineup last week, Pat, in DFS, would have been Joaquin Neiman, obviously the winner. Nate Lashley, Tom Hoagie. Richie Wierenski, Harris English, and Brian Harmon would have scored you 689.5 DraftKings points, and you would have spent $46,000. You would have left four Gs on the table on DraftKings playing those guys. How about it? How about that, huh? Huh? I think... Huh? I actually... I just noticed this on, on here. I didn't I didn't read this part of the uh, rundown. Of course you didn't. I think, yeah. I think that's... Uh, Something interesting to note when you're looking at these these fall events, you know, leave leave some cash on the table in the tournaments, yeah. you know, just yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, look because at these guys, a lot of these, Neiman, especially the corn fairy guys, yeah, they're not appropriately priced yet. No, they're not, and that's what so. I mean. We typically see that every year. So um, next let's, on next, let's on talk the, about me. Let's, Let's talk, about, talk about you because that's that's what I see I see next here, and we're gonna hear yeah. we're gonna hear a lot from David here for the next. I mean, 10 yours minutes, truly, a hundred and fifty to one, cash it first round leader bet on Robbie Shelton. 
And if you're going, wait a minute, I didn't hear anything about that. Well, it's because you're not subscribed to our email list. And that I don't understand. We've been talking about it for a year now. It's a free email. The worst thing you're going to get out of it is a few couple laughs. That's it. If all you get is just a couple laughs out of it, that's all you get. But right now, what is in that email that is nowhere else is DB's Big Balls betting card. And that is where I go, hey, if you want to go after some long shots and you don't want to sweat the 18 to ones, which are dumb, then come come along and ride with me on this fantastic voyage of DB's Big Balls betting cards. And uh, I wrote up what I'm doing all season long is I'm going to spend $50 50 actual dollars, and I'm going to tell you how I want to allot those that $50 in the email. And I'm going to tell you who I'm betting on, whether it's first-round leaders, outright bets, top 10s, top 20s, head-to-heads, whatever. And I'm going to say, here's where I'm spending my $50, and I am putting my money where my mouth is, and we're going to track it all season long. And you can either play the plays with me, or you can fade everybody that I mentioned because I'm probably, you know, I'm going to be wrong. Um, but everything is courtesy of our friends at mybookie.ag. If you've not already joined MyBookie, what are you doing? There's over 600 of you that have joined MyBookie under our code, which means you are our babies. They are taking care of you because you are ours. They take extra special care of you because you are ours. If you have issues, you come to us. We fix them. Okay? And you get a deposit bonus for doing so. So if you want to gamble, go to MyBookie. Um, but, I mean, I had Robbie Shelton written up half a unit, 150 to 1. So I turned five bucks you know, when, into seven hundred and fifty. When you include Robbie Shelton into the first round leader bets that we've hit in in two thousand the year of our Lord two thousand nineteen, it's been a banner year for the. For it's been the a Jordans. great year. We I mean, we've it really hit. Has. He's like our sixth triple digit hit in this calendar and year. And all you really need to hit to have a good year is probably one. Yeah, if I mean, depends on it. yeah. It depends on how much you bet, I guess. Yeah, two, you're really good. Yeah. I mean, like, we're playing with house money for weeks now after that hit. Weeks. And here's the thing on first-round leader bets. If you're betting first-round leader bets, those have a chance of getting split, right? So if you bet if you bet 100 to 1 and he ties with four people, you know, which is very likely. I mean, we see this all the time. Maybe not four, but there's usually two or three guys at the end of Thursday that, are all, that all shoot the same number. You have to split that. On my bookie, the rules are you split that. So if it's 100 to 1 and you split it four ways, you're getting 25 to 1 on that number. Yeah. So I don't I don't like so betting first. Still... Yeah, what? so I mean Sorry, ahead. now you're interrupting me. Okay, yeah. Um, hey, raise your hand if you hit the 150 to 1 bet. You're allowed to talk right now. If you didn't, you shut the up. Um <laughs> Yeah, why so is, why is why are, why are you like some almighty person because you hit the, and I can't talk? I'm not, man. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you. A, so, I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna bet a first round leader bet, there's no point in betting a twenty to one or a fifty to one or whatever, because you you better hope not only do they hit the first round leader, but that they're by themselves, because you're probably gonna end up splitting it. I, I wrote that up in the in the email last week. I said I'm tempted to bet Joaquin Neiman at forty to one, but I don't want to have to split it. But you know, if, if you hit hundred and fifty to one and you split it two ways, you're still okay. But I'm I'm okay with that still. I don't mind splitting. But that that didn't happen uh, this week. So subscribe to the email, people. Subscribe to the email. It is free. We send it to you on Wednesday nights. You got Pat's Somalier picks uh, in that email. Pontificate with Pat. Pat's random thoughts. That's probably where you're gonna get the laughs. Um, <clears throat> our boy Ben and True Mav, he gives you your 10 facts that you need to know before you set lineups, before you bet. It's all good stuff. It's all free. Um, go to tourjunkies.com. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage, bottom right. There's a little chalk bomb thing down there. Put your email address in there. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're in. So there you go. Um, this is a great week. Great week. Glad to hit the bets. Um, we do have our new show format. We mentioned it last week, but I just want to hit it again. From now on, we are hitting... The course breakdown, the key stats, the picks, all that in the beginning. We're going to do a little bit of recap, a little bit of fun stuff here at the end. For all you people who complained, we thank you. Um, you're making us better. Namaste. Whatever that means. <clears throat> Namaste. However, I will say this. Pat, we need some help with these other new segments, right? Because we've got all these new segment ideas. But we need we need the listeners' help. And it's tough, man. This time of year, nobody really gives a crap about us. You know what I mean? Like, it's just sad. All people care about is football. 
If you're watching YouTube and you see me looking at my phone, it's because I'm checking football. Jeez. <laughs> uh, sorry, it just is what it, it is. It's uh, it's just sad. So we need you guys who are really in it to actually like get extra engaged, okay? So um, next week I'd love to try and do a new segment called DB Down in the DMs. So send us a DM on Instagram, at tour underscore junkies, or Twitter, at tour underscore junkies, and ask a question. It could be anything. It can be about life. It can be about golf. It could be about betting. It could be about Pat. It could be about anything you want it to be. Just get in the deep. Slide up in our DMs. They're open. They're spread wide open, and we want you to get in there. I just had a funny thought, but I don't know. I don't know how to put it together for the show here. I don't, and I don't we need know. voicemails because this could be like. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. We need voicemails too. Seven zero six six addict a d d i c t seven zero six six addict. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. We'll talk it up. It'll give us a great new segment. Um, but we've got some good stuff coming um, in the future down the pipe. But tonight we have just the tip. What do you think, Pat? Are you ready? Uh, I am not ready for your tip, but um, I'm not I'm not ready to, to take on the tip. But I think hopefully the uh, the listeners are ready to for you to give it and hit <laughs> okay. em, hit them up hit them up with the tip. So just the tip is a segment for especially new new listeners, new players in the DFS or golf betting world of fun. Where we're going to give you just a little bitty tip, just something to think about, something to chew on. To make you a better, 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 better player, better gambler, what have you. Pat gave an excellent tip last week. My tip this week is around lineup construction in DFS when it, and, and how it pertains to the contest that you're playing in. What I mean by that is, if you're playing uh, a variety of contests, let's say you're playing in 10 contests and you're going to make 10 lineups. Do not randomly assign those 10 lineups to those 10 contests. If you're playing in a tournament play, let's say it's a single entry, where the the total number of entries is maybe 2,000 entries, but you're also playing in the $8 five max, and there's 25,000 entries, right? Do not construct those lineups the same, because what it's going to take to take down or finish in the top five of that uh, $8, 5 max, 25,000 entry contest. The, the lineup that it's going to take to do that is going to have to have more leverage. It's going to have to be uh, unique. It's going to have to be more the nuts, if you will, to hit than likely the, the contest with the 2,000 entries um, because it's less entries. You, you just less perfect, right? So we talk about GPPs and cash plays uh, a lot of times on, on the podcast. But I almost approach some of those tournament plays, especially the single-entry plays, or if you're playing high-stakes single entries or high-stakes three-max entries, you almost can approach those as cash contests. You still need to be wary, of, you know, leery of, of ownership, but you don't have to be so cute. So if you're, if you're building lineups and you think, okay, this lineup could be a cash lineup, because I feel like you know I went a little chalky, a little chalky here. I've got a couple guys that give me some leverage. You know that may not be best suited to put in the twenty-five thousand entry contest, but it may be just fine to put in the two thousand entry contest. So think about that. Even when you're, you know, you can't just say, "Oh, I'm a GPP player. I'm going to play all GPPs, and so all my lineups are going to be GPP lineups. I'm going to make them, and I'm going to just throw them in a contest." Can still consider the amount of entries. Uh, and just how perfect you're going to have to be when you're entering those lineups. And if you know if you've got a really crazy lineup with some serious ownership leverage, put that one in the contest with a lot of entries in it, um, because that that could be the nut flush, right? I mean, if if I were building lineups last week and I built this perfect lineup of Neiman, Lashley, Hoagie, Wierenski, English, and Harmon, where I left four thousand dollars on the table, it would have been much smarter for me to put that in a contest with twenty five thousand entries than it would have been in a contest of 2,000 entries, just based on leaving that money on the table, having the, the guaranteed cut makers, knowing I don't have to have the nuts. So hopefully that makes sense. Pat, does it make any sense to you? Did you learn anything from my tip tonight, or do you have anything to add? Well, it was a great tip. I, I don't have anything to add. I think you did a, a fantastic job with that. I listened mostly, almost all the way through it. So 
Yeah. Okay. I any like other, this segment. Any, I like this segment. Yeah, yeah this me is too. A good segment. Yeah, it's good. Me too. Um, I had I was having one of those like so we talked you talked about at the start of the show like the 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 <coughs> rain thing yeah. like I had I had it happen Dude, to we're me. We're getting like, cancer right now. Like while you were talking, I, I had it happen to me. So I'm, I'm I was kind of like. Part of the reason I didn't listen to it all is because I got distracted. I was thinking about whether or not I was about to die. But Dude, what if you, what if you died on the podcast? What if you died live on the podcast? The odds of me dying live on the podcast are actually higher than people. Pretty good. Think. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're higher than people think. It really could happen. And you know what? Let me go ahead and put this out there. If it does happen, okay, some of you may celebrate, but. <laughs> Our but, audio I mean, will be way better. The audio is going to be better, um, but I don't don't be upset. Just think of it as the the greatest, probably the greatest content of all time. Like, but but don't like like you know. I I mean I don't want this to be like Faces of Death. You remember Faces of Death back in like the was that eighties and nineties when they you didn't ever see Faces of Death. Dude, I'm thirty five. You're forty two. So there was like this, it was like a VHS video, it was called Faces of Death, and you could watch this thing, it was like a whole documentary, and it was like just people dying and stuff, so. You anyway. watched that? I, I was forced to watch it, I was with a group of people, like like we were teenagers in high school, and they, they, they published this Faces of Death thing, and we all got together, and, and somebody bought it, and we watched it on the VHS tape, and I didn't want to be there, because I hate stuff like that. I hate horror movies. I hate all this kind of stuff. It was terrible. But it was all Apparently, girls. It was mostly girls, by the way, that wanted to watch it. So I was like, well, yeah, kind of, I'll be there. What, what kind of... Oh, girls want to watch it. Oh, okay. Well, apparently, one of the, the YouTube viewers, Adam Olstead, said it was badass. He said it was an all, all like, great, great flick. So... I hated it. Dude, that is... That's... That's... If you did die on the show live, though, I mean... It, we would get a huge bump. Like, we would get coverage from we would get coverage from every golf outlet, you know, that there is. I mean, I know we'd get a bump. Who would you if you could pick who replaced you? Who would it be? Oh gosh. Like hmm. somebody that we actually know. Like you can't be like oh Tiger Woods. Like somebody that we actually know that you think could do it. Who who? Because I've often thought about who would replace you. I've never thought about who would replace me, but I have thought about who would replace you. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Adam, Adam just said if you die, dibs on the AirPods. <laughs> I don't then even. You're, then you're going to be next. There, we're getting cancer for you guys right now. They're literally, I, we're doing this for y'all. I don't like yeah. this line of questioning. I, I don't, and I don't even like your 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 thought process. There, it really pisses me off, actually. I just went there because you talked about dying, so I'm just thinking about it. Who would you? Yeah, but you say you think about it all the time. Like, I, not all I the time. Just, just. A I few don't times. think about like what happens if David dies all the time. <laughs> just a few times. Just a few times. It's not all the time, but seriously, who would you want to? Do? I mean, I probably the first thought that comes to my mind. I mean, without having put in a lot of th- thought into it, would would be uh, would be 2.0. Would be Directv. I've, I've definitely thought about that. When when he co-hosted with me earlier this year, I thought about it because. We would be able to pick up right where we left off, and listeners would have no clue you died unless they were in the viewing party and they saw you die on it. Because you guys talk exactly the same. For those of you that don't know, we're talking about Pat's twin, uh, identical twin brother, Chris, who we call 2.0 or DirecTV Perry. Um, yeah, they they would literally, they would literally never never know that you died because he sounds the same. But Thanks I mean, would he be me on the, the memory? Would he be willing to do, like? Would he be willing to put in the massive amounts of work that you do? You know, that's the question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's definitely a hard worker, but uh, I mean, you know, this is it's a different level. People don't understand. I don't want to get into that, but they they don't understand the the, the stuff that uh, now you look. I'll give you the, you get a lot of credit. You do a lot, so there's a lot of extra work that goes into this. Uh, I can't really say that for Chris, but I think he would. I think he would. He's he's obviously passionate about the game of golf. Here's what I would say. Whoever took my place, I would make I would want to make sure they are as passionate about golf as I am. I don't okay, care yeah. how how good they are at DFS. I care about yeah, yeah. if they're passionate about golf. I don't I don't give a two rips about how good they are at DFS. 
But I do care about how 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 they are as far as the goth, game of golf. So there you go. Yeah, that's my I one agree. dying requirement. <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm almost dead, that's my requirement for the replacement of Pat. Who who would you want to replace me if you could pick? Would it be your brother? What if it was your brother? What if it was just you and your brother? People would just think you're talking to yourself. The whole We'd time. be like talking to ourselves. People would like, think you're we... like multiple personality. You'd just be arguing with yourself. I don't know who would replace you. We should I have mean, a show this season. You know, we should do it in the we should do it in the fall swing when nobody freaking listens anyway. We should have you and Chris do a show. That would be kind of funny. Uh, that would be funny. All right. Well, that's you enough know, of that. I think, should we tell the listeners about uh, the big news we got this week? Uh, no. I think we save it. I think we save You're it. You gonna save that? Yeah, okay. let's save it. You know what right. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. About your um, penile implant, I think we should just save it. Okay, yeah, I'll save that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, thanks right. guys. Thanks for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, we really appreciate you. You're the best. Thanks, boys. It's a lot of fun as always. Um, yeah, we hope you guys have a great week. May your screens be green. You better get on that email, y'all. You better, you best get on that email list, and you know, be about that life. Tour junkies. See ya.